Hey guys, how are you? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending where in the world you are. Thank you so much. We're just tuned in here. Let me lower this down. Let me raise, uh, move this over here. Oops, that's working. You want to probably do that. Come, that didn't sound like my show. It's because it's, I'm not in it. I okay, get, I was. get I in that show, Linda. Come on, you're my host. Hey, everybody, how are you? Good evening. How's everybody doing? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training with my What Would Jeff Do? Dog Training Q&A of the Week. Shoot, I have no idea. I don't know if we're on 455, 456, whatever. I got back uh, today from a great road trip. I was on the road for six days. We did a fantastic seminar in Elkhart, Indiana. And it was fantastic. Linda, I missed you. It was good we to, missed you here. It's good to be home. I got home for Angela's birthday. You know what happened, though, is I noticed as soon as you got home, it got super loud in this house. Is that because the, I need to fix the exhaust in the RV? No. I mean, the in the house. The kids were yelling. In the house. The kids were yelling with excitement. They were yelling with excitement. Anyway, photos are going to go up from that. So I had a really, really great time. I've got two more seminars coming up. I've got one coming up, well, more than that, but I've got the next seminars are in Frederick, Maryland and in Greenville, South Carolina. You can go to www.rvdogtrainer.com. And that's because I drive in my RV, do these seminars. And, and most of these seminars are problem solving seminars. We spend a lot of time solving people's problems. On that note, I've got a training center here in Providence, Rhode Island. We specialize in aggression rehab. We specialize in behavior modification. We pretty much specialize in stopping unwanted behaviors, which believe it or not, 90% of dog trainers don't do. And that's not a diss on dog trainers. Most dog trainers are obedience trainers, which your dog needs to know how to do as well. So we do both. We, we train dogs what we want. We eliminate from dogs what we don't want. We work on dog's state of mind and we do a shitload of human training because that's the magic to it. Uh, make sure you check out all my social media platforms. We've got a big presence on Patreon, on um, Instagram, on YouTube, obviously, which you're on right now. Hello, everybody on YouTube Live. If you're listening to this also on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iHeartRadio, on Google, and if I missed any of the platforms, I apologize. Do you know I never knew you were on all those? I'm on more than those, but I can't even remember what they all they are. So a couple of things. You'll be asking your questions. I'll be answering them. Theoretically, every question needs a one-hour answer. Theoretically, most folks need a Skype, but I'm going to give you the best, quickest form of answer that I can, but it's not complete. So everybody needs to do um, exercise with their dog. Everybody needs to do a proper diet with their dog. Everybody needs to train their dog what they want. But meanwhile, those three things won't stop an unwanted behavior. So you're going to ask a question. I'm going to tell you the answer. If you're brand new to my world, I'm going to talk about punishment a lot. Everybody needs to learn how to properly punish their dogs. For some reason, dog trainers don't want to talk about punishment. Punishment is not abuse. Actually, the lack of punishment makes you get more upset with your dog, believe it or not. So if you know how to properly apply punishment to a dog, you're not mad. You're not angry. You're not upset. You just don't want the dog to do a certain behavior and you let them know, I don't, I don't agree with that behavior. Just remember that you're punishing the behavior, not the dog. So we are balanced trainers, meaning we use a lot of tools out there. 90% of our time, we probably use more food than your average food trainer does. But we also use a remote collars, prong collars. We use bonkers. We use pet convincers. We, 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 we're actually real dog trainers. So 
Um, there's also a little super chat button down at the bottom next to your smiley face right there. I've got that on mine. You got that on yours. There's a mm -hmm. little dollar sign, dollar, dollar, make you holler. What you'll do is if Whoa. you well, what you do is if you click on that, um, then what you're gonna get is you can make a donation. That money goes towards date night for Linda and I. So no, we don't buy our kids Linda. new shoes. They got enough <laughs> shoes. This is for us. I was gonna correct your grammar, but I of won't. course you will. Okay. So <laughs> good. I'm glad I stopped you from that. Let's get going. Uh, this one's from Greg. Hey, Greg. Man, I love these. I see them as little masterminds in our niche club gatherings, you know, like a book club, but dog stuff. Greg, I was just thinking, this is just like a fucking book club. Where, exactly. where is Oprah, though? Where Where's is she? Oprah? Where is she? Let's go. Next. Uh, Beth says, totally. Nice. Chevy. Hey, Chevy. What's up in New Zealand? Hey, guys. Not sure if I can make the live, but I'll watch the replay. My volunteering with the trainer fell through, and it seems like I'm on my own. Uh, can't answer your question unless you're watching live. You can't be pre. You can't just throw in a question and then leave. Oh, come on. No. I'm going to keep reading. No. Guess I'm just wondering if and how I can be successful without shadowing. It will be hard to learn the intricacies of behavior and rehab without seeing things firsthand. Thanks heaps in advance. Much love. So, Chevy, listen. The only way you'll be successful is if you shadow with me in Providence or I come over to New Zealand and I do an on-site shadow. That's the that's, only way? That's probably going to be the most effective way. If you want to become a successful dog trainer, business owner, you've got to fly me over to New Zealand and um, I've got to be able to spend at least a week with you. Wait, All right? who's paying for this? Well, Chevy is. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he doesn't have to leave. He gets to stay home. So- you can absolutely become a, a successful dog trainer. You just have to make a shitload of mistakes. Mm. That's it. So just make the mistakes. The great thing about a shadow is, is we've already made the mistakes and we teach you like how not to make the mistakes, but we still want you to make mistakes. Every successful dog trainer makes a ton of mistakes. We show our mistakes. People love to like Give us a hard time. Geez, that didn't look good. That was wrong. I'm like, yep. And we show it. Why? We don't give a shit what dog trainers say. I could care less what I actually I don't care what anybody thinks of me. But dog owners, that's who I'm trying to help. So dog owners want to know because they're not as skilled as dog trainers are. So they need to know what it what it looks like even when you mess up. So they're on the right page. Way too much pressure on dog owners these days. Next. Beverly. Hey, Beverly. Dog dangerously sideswipes people when running, sometimes knocking them down. Is this fixed with e-collar correction? You can fix that with a lot of different ways. But an e-collar correction, you can fix it with your foot, too. So now, oh, my God, you mean I should kick my dog? Let's see. Dog running over and knocking over a child or an elderly person and putting them in the hospital or giving your dog a little bit of a foot tap so that doesn't happen. I don't know about anybody else, but my dogs have run into trees before. They're doing just fine. So I'm not saying that you should go out and boot your dog, but all I know is this. If I had a dog running at me and it knocked into me, I wouldn't like ignore it and I wouldn't reward it when it doesn't run into me. The only way to fix an unwanted behavior is through proper punishment. So what would you do? Absolutely remote cower correction. Or you could have a little hiking stick and then do a little body, bit of a body block. Next. Um, Shinji. Hey, Hi, Shinji. Jeff. I'm Shinji from Japan. Hey. When the dog has protection behavior or guarding, what do you do the first lesson? First, Well, this is the thing. You want to make sure you're safe. First of all, welcome to my show. You're a brand new, um, at least question person. Maybe you've, maybe you've been 
on the outskirts before. We had a lot of people around the world that are on the outskirts. Welcome. I um, haven't done a seminar yet in Japan, but I'm more than happy to do one there. Um, so what I want you to do is this. First of all is personal safety. Personal safety is for everything. So you have to make sure the dog is safe. Then we would go right into some. Um, so the first lesson could be stopping the dog from biting you. That could be the first lesson. But that, you want to go right to some leadership stuff. Go right to some leadership stuff. So believe it or not, threshold training, going in and out, out of the crate training. Do that. Um, and then you can work on place command. Um, do some non-negotiable stuff. What I need you to do is you need to knock that dog down a couple of pegs. So dogs are aggressive because they either want to be or they think they have to be. So let's take a couple. Of, let's take both of those things away as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Next. Uh, Matthew, adopting 17-month-old Dobie, trying to be as prepared as possible. Dog seems to have zero training. Have the tools. Top three things I should do. So let's see. Beverly, dog. Um, Matthew. Matthew, adopted 17-month-old Dobie, trying to... Trying to be as prepared as possible. Dogs seem to have zero training. Have the tools to thing. Um, do pretty much just what I just said for you to do. Pretty much for what I just said you to do. So what I would do is threshold training. Same thing I just said in the question above. Threshold training, crate training, place command. Those are the big things. Those are the big things. Just start working the dog. Next. Uh, Melissa says, hello and good evening. Hey, Melissa, how's it going? Um, Beth, good evening. Everyone hey, Beth. Hi. How are you? Hey, Melissa, how are you doing? Doggy Detour, oh, excited to be here again. You guys are great. Tiffany, hi, guys. Thanks for all you do. 12-year-old lab, still very high drive. Laryngeal paralysis. Can I still put a remote collar on her nice and tight? Yes, yeah, sure. well, you have to do it. You have to do it tight. So if you if you can't get the contact points to to make contact, well then you're gonna you're gonna have a problem. Then you're gonna have a problem with it, right? So that's what that's what you need to do. So if they're not if they're not on if it if it's not on snug, then you won't make contact. And without proper contact, then it's ineffective. It's gonna be ineffective. Next, um, Melissa. I don't know this four five five thing. What the hell is four five five? I have no idea what four five five is. <laughs> Um, Denise says, hey. Hey, hey Denise. Um, Josh says, I hope you're feeling better, Jeff. And Greg says, how are the ribs? So um, I'm still in massive amounts of pain. Um, I cracked my ribs last weekend and I've been on the road for a week and that didn't help any. And I'm on lots of painkillers right now. But when the painkillers wear off, I'm feeling a lot of pain. I have not rested yet. That's the problem. But thank you so much. Julia. Hey, Julia. I recently rescued a two-year husky, and we've been practicing structured walks on a slip lead prong collar in the mail. And every time I make her sit, she will lie down after a few seconds. So what you can do is this. You can just tell Hold on. Can't tell if it's happening out of submission or manipulation to do things her way. Thoughts? I always, which is called manipulation. If you tell your dog to sit and it lies down, just say no. And then just do what you do is you just lift the dog up and say sit. Next. Uh, AQK9 says Linda must be the balanced one. Absolutely. Next. <sighs> That's silly, Jeff. Megan. Hello. I was wondering what type of training treats do you use? Do you typically use the dog's kibble for training? Does it depend on the dog or do you use a different treat? Thank you in advance. You can just use the dog's daily food. You can use the, Remember, no food, no tool is going to train the dog. 
right? That includes from food to a leash to a collar. But it, training trains the dog. But if you use if you use the dog's daily food, and that's the only way that they can eat the dog's daily, the only way they can eat, well, then you'll be fine. Next. Um, Melissa is given the RV dog trainer link. Oh, awesome. Thanks, RV dog Melissa. Trainer. Thanks. Uh, Joelle. Yes. Can you please bring me all the stuff I left in the RV tomorrow? LOL. Joelle, you can text me. You know that. But yes. <laughs> okay, Joelle. Great. She's got time on her hands. I guess she so. You got time right now. I like, know. Jeez, if you've got time for that, she's like, shouldn't she be taking like a long shower or something? Joelle was in the RV. She's like, oh, I, can I take a shower in the RV? I'm like, of course you take a shower in the RV. She's like, oh my God, that's so great. So like five minutes. And I'm like, no, you'd get a 90 second shower. It's almost better to just not take one at all. 90 second shower. That's what you have. So. Uh, Kara. Hey. Hi guys. Wanted to ask if it's better to keep my dog's kennel in my room or the living room. Those are my only rooms and she gets excited to see people, but I don't want her constantly next to me. Do it in the living room and then correct the excitement. Mm -hmm. Do it in the living room, but connect it. Correct. It. Remember, we've got more control over our dogs than we think we do. We have more control over our dogs than we think we do. So that's what I want everybody to do is dogs excited in the crates. You can use a bonker. Bonker is a wrapped up towel. You can say no, bonk the top of the crate. Remote cower, no, do this. If, in my seminar this weekend in Elkhart, Indiana, we, we had about 12 dogs there. And literally within an hour, all the dogs were lying down sleeping. Every dog there. And some of them started out very, very cage aggressive. Literally, in a matter of minutes, we stopped it. Stopped it. Just like that. Boom. Next. Uh, bad Shodi. I have a five-month-old Mastiff that 99% of the time doesn't, bar doesn't bark in public. From time to time, he may bark if he sees a pug, but he doesn't lunge or leave my side. Should I correct him with e-collar on high? Well, I correct a dog on, on the level that you need to, to do it at. Whatever, whatever level is the appropriate level that stops the bad behavior, that's what you correct it at. So whatever number that has to be, that's what it is. So I don't want people to be number focused. Let's just be like, the dog barks, you took and tell it no, and correct the dog. Next. P.S. Bad Shody gave us a $1.99. All right. Thanks, Bad Whoa, Shody. $1.99. Thank, thank you. Uh, that's, about, that's an unsweetened iced tea for starters. Mm -hmm. Next. Sonia. Hi. Glad you had a good trip. So I got a pet corrector, and it helps with the barking. Nice. Awesome. Spinisper. Ba-ha-ha-ha at Joelle. I love watching the trip. That was a fun trip. We documented the hell out of it. And, and Joelle's going to be doing all the trips with me now. I'm pretty sure all the trips with me now. So I've been looking for someone like her um, for a long time. I usually, so I've done about 135, I think, of these RB seminars. Every seminar I do, it's always on my own, literally by myself. And I'm always got to like wrangle somebody to take photos or take video for me. But I've always been looking for somebody like, hey, let's go on the road. But it's sort of hard. You got to be compatible with somebody. You got to be able to share space with somebody. You've got to be able to, um, you know, someone's got to be able to put up with my nonsense for, you know. We're not compatible on the road <laughs> at all. We're comp more compatible at home, but on the road, we're not. If you can walk away from me, we're compatible. When there's no way out. <laughs> you struggle. <laughs> so in an RV, there's no way out. Mm -hmm. All right, next. Horse crazy. Hey, Jeff, got my Herm Springer prong collar today, did the dance, and he immediately stopped pulling. So amazing. Awesome. Good for you. Keep it up. Megan. Dog aggressively attacks tail when feeding. 
He's at a no-kill animal shelter where we try to work with them. Can't figure out how to stop it. It's just usually during feeding, but have seen it once in a blue moon without food as well. Yeah, so your dog, the dog's aroused. It's just an arousal thing. It's just an arousal thing. Dogs at shelters, unfortunately, have got they're gonna you're gonna have limited success on what you can do with them because there's no consistency. So most people think that's cute. I'm glad you don't. I'm glad you don't think it's cute. So what I need you to do is if the dog does, if I mean, you're not allowed to punish. Most most shelters don't allow punishment. The only way to stop that is through punishment. But the dog's all ramped up. They spin around and attacks its tail because it's excited. That's literally excitement behavior. It's excitement behavior. Some dogs do it out of pure boredom and OCD behavior. But if the dog's only doing it around food, it's all because it's aroused. It's all because it's aroused. Sometimes when I'm about to go play chuck it with my dogs, they'll spin around. I don't really care because like, we're just doing that one event. So if you want to stop the tail biting, you'd have to use a punisher. The only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through a punisher. What would that look like? You can use a bonk or you'd say no, you'd bonk the dog. So, but a lot of people get too emotional when it comes to dogs in a shelter, let alone a shelter dog. Meanwhile, everybody owns a shelter dog. Next. Uh, this one's from Tiffany. 2.25 Herm Springer, 3.3, 3.0 Herm Springer. How do you determine what size gauge for what size dog? I know you don't need anything bigger than a three. Um, usually anything from 40 pounds and under. So that's about 18 kilos you know, 18 kilograms and under are going to get um, uh, the 225. And then usually dogs bigger than that, the three. Now you can extend a, a 225 by adding a lot of links to it. I mean, you could put, a, you can have a 80 pound dog technically on a 225. You just have to probably like get twice as much, twice as many links to it. Next. Uh, we got a top chat. Could you uh, oh, click on that? Top chat. Oh yeah, sure. $5 top chat. Canadian top chat. I think it's from Canada. Every single day I see improvement. Thank you for all the great help. It's incredible. Jane T, proud of you. You're the one that's doing all the hard work. For all the people that are freaking kicking ass with our with our content, you know, I'm I'm excited to keep sharing mer merchandise. I'm like excited to keep sharing content with you guys. You you guys are doing all the you you guys keep doing all the hard work. I'll keep sharing. I'll keep sharing the tips. Next. Uh, Kara. Also, my dog is very weary of strangers and tends to bark at new people. Is it best to just have her meet a lot of people? Not meet, but be around. So I don't want my dogs meeting anybody, but they're around lots of people. So you have to figure. You have to get a remote collar. You're out in public. Dog starts getting a little bit aroused. Use a remote collar. Arousal. Don't wait till the dog barks. So try to get the dog when it starts peaking too much interest. You want to get the dog to ignore people. So, but because bark barks, it might start barking out of excitement. That how that often happens. Dog starts breaking out of excitement. So I'm looking for my dog to be around lots of people, around lots of dogs, not necessarily interacting with them. Next. Um, Josh, my two-year-old GSD started barking at one of my neighbors. I think this got split up. Hold on. My my mom that was over the other day said that he kicked at the gate. And so now I guess he just doesn't like him. Well, so your neighbor's a dick. So what I need you to so what I need you to do is I want you to um I want you to use a remote collar and tell the dog to knock it off. Same. Now you, the neighbor might have kicked to the gate probably because he's could be sick and tired of your dog barking. Like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Either way, tell your dog to knock it off. So you would say quiet, boom. You can also put a remote collar on the dog. Next. Uh, this one is from the Angie, Angie Shmael. Hi, yes. guys. Hey, how are you? Um, Denise says you're Oprah. No, I'm not Oprah. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> Billy, training a two, 
two five-month-old pups and one in place and the other learning down. The one in place did not like it and bit the other. Is jealousy a thing for dog or would that be resource guarded? All right. So, Billy, let's not humanize it. Okay. I get what you mean by that. So, you know, as far as the dog didn't like it, we have no idea whether the dog liked it or not. And jealousy, we can use the word jealousy because we all knows, knows, know what that looks like. But dogs aren't really getting jealous of each other. That's a human, that's a human, you know, type of type of behavior. So the way I look at it is this, let's just call it unexcusable behavior, not acceptable behavior. Let's do that. So five-month-old dog, it's in a down, boom. The other that dog better mind its own business while you do something else. It's possibly because the other dog was showing a little bit of excitement, showing a little bit of fear. Um, it could have, it could have been that maybe the dog wasn't downing well enough and the other dog decided to correct it. I just call that unacceptable. So the bottom line is, is the, the one that did the attacking needs to stop that nonsense and get a little bit more impulse control. And that would be done through a punisher, um, which you can have that dog in a tie back. What I would always suggest you do is I suggest until dogs know commands, you work them by themselves. So until that dog knows it down, it shouldn't be around any other dog during a training situation because that would be a distraction. Next. Okay. I feel like I have to sneeze. Okay. It won't come out. Um, the Angie, what are your tips for working with a family that keeps their dog only outdoors? Stuff like jump, jumping, mouthiness, et cetera, from a dog that is bored and needs interaction. Duration training is kind of... Difficult for owners to work on outside. So this is the thing, Angie. If it's if you don't think it's the perfect client, walk away. So and I'm not against outside dogs. I mean, I've got an outside dog, but but you know the big thing is like, what's their priorities? What's their what what is their priorities? And the priorities are, um, let's see, da, 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 jumping. So jumping and mouthiness. That's easy enough to fix. Use a remote collar for that. Dog jumps on someone, you make it suck. That's how you stop jumping. We demonstrate this at all my seminars. So as far as jumping is concerned, you're always going to hear about all the different ways to stop jumping. Most of them are wrong. Most And many of them are unethical and dangerous. So for instance, if the dog jumps, ignore it. This is what people say. Dog trainers say this. Ignore the behavior. You have to fucking be kidding me. So a dog jumps on me, your dog jumps on me, and I'm supposed to ignore it? No. Tell the dog to sit. I'm not telling your damn dog to sit. I didn't come to your house. I didn't come to your house to train your dog. It's your dog. You train it. And you shouldn't tell your dog to sit. So if it jumps on me and then it sits, that means we just trained jump, sit. Turn your back on the dog. You've got to be kidding me. Like, I'm not 18 years old going to a freaking whorehouse in the Netherlands with my back scratched. I'm sure as hell ain't going to let anybody think that's where I was. No. I'm not turning my back on a dog. It's going to scratch my back. Explain that one to my wife. Oh, I got jumped on by a dog. And she's like, really, Jeff? And that dog was wearing perfume and red lipstick. No, it's not going to happen. So all those things are wrong. What do you do? Dog jumps on you. You make it suck. Dog stops jumping on you. It's These are simple concepts. What do you do? Remote cower. Dog jumps. Boom. Correct. Guys, we have become a bunch of big snowflakes. And don't, I'm not like, oh, dominate your dog. Like, I don't do alpha roles. I don't dominate my dogs. I don't bully my dogs. I'm not yelling at my dogs. I'm not like puffing myself up around my dogs. I'm just like, no, 
You can't do that behavior. You can't jump on me. You jump on one of my kids. You're, you're on borrowed time. Remember, dogs are on borrowed time. There's a certain behavior that all dogs have to have. Certain behavior. Jumping is not acceptable. And, and this concept that, oh, we can, by the way, guys, I'm not mad. I'm passionate. Sean O'Shea fucking stole that line from me. Sean O'Shea from he The Good Dog. It. He said that in one of his things. He just did an Instagram story two days ago, and he ended it with, I'm not mad. I'm passionate. O'Shea, that has been trademark. I own it. Watch yourself, buddy, because I'm going to see you in a couple weeks in town. There's going to be trouble. Like right. no chocolate chip cookies. That's no no espresso, chocolate. no cappuccino, no chocolate chip cookies. Nothing. Nada. We're going to ice them. I'm not even going to clean the freaking sheets in his bedroom. Next. All right. So what do you do? Remote cower correction. Or you do a very, very firm leash pop. I have videos on my YouTube channel. Next. This one's from Sonia. I use the prong collar on oh, Winter, shit. my lab, and I choked him to stop barking when I, when playing to punish him, and he whined. I was almost pulling him up. Am I hurting him? Yeah. Yes, please don't do that. I just lost the damn question. Yes, please don't do that. You don't need to, be, don't do that for, for, you shouldn't be choking your dog for barking. It should be, a, guys, prong collars are not made for, for, for holding the dog up. They're made for a quick pop. And don't do that with a choke chain either. You'll choke. If your dog gets into a dog fight, that's how you break up a dog fight. But for barking, it's supposed to be a split second, split second punisher. Next. Uh, Matthew says, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Alexis, any advice for potty on command? Nine-month-old lab refuses to potty unless it's during a walk. Um, Alexis, that's going to be a process. What you can do on that is for, the best way to start that is first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, take your dog outside on a leash. Go to the normal potty spot. Tell the dog to go potty or whatever command. Don't do go pee-pees. Don't go, go wee wee, go pee pee. Go pee -pee That's going to be freaking embarrassing as hell, okay? Just like, go potty. The dog goes to goes to the bathroom. Click, reward. Next. Um, That's with a clicker and food. Next. Matthew says, I've been binge watching all your videos. Awesome, Matthew. Try to get you more to do, to watch. Um, M. Cunningham. Hi, I'm glad you are doing better. I asked about the bonker. I have used it. My dog cowers when he sees it. Any tips? Yeah, the dog's really not supposed to see it. It's supposed to cut like I don't want anybody ever going like this, like like running up to their dog like this. The bonker is the, the, the bonker is supposed to be is supposed to be stealth, stealth-like. But as far as as far as cowering, though, this is the thing about cowering. You know, I don't want my dogs to be afraid of me. Last thing I want my dogs to be is afraid of me. A little bit of fear, though, it doesn't hurt. We all should be afraid of breaking the law, right? But if you're picking up a bonker, that means your dog probably did something wrong, which means you should follow through with it. So what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to pick up the dog, the bonker in a threatening, in a threatening gesture. But theoretically, a bonker, this could be used like your dog shouldn't be afraid of like, like right now I'm holding this bonker up to my three dogs. Like none of them are cowering, but if I use it on them, it's going to suck. So what I want you to do is take a step back from that. Just do some self-awareness. Like, how am I using it? Am I picking it up and threatening with it? Next. Uh, this one's from Dennis. Dennis Gilson from New Jersey. My dog does not like water, and she gets into the trash. Your dog doesn't like water? Are you talking about drinking water or swimming water? Your dog's going to die. What is? What are you doing? Giving a Pedialyte? If your dog doesn't like swimming, I'm going to assume it means swimming. 
let's just let's just assume that it means swimming. Um, you should have put swimming, but you know, Dennis, it's fine. Um, I'll, I'll interpret this. So your dog doesn't like to swim. I got three videos on YouTube, how to teach your dog to swim. It's easy. It's simple. A lot of dogs in the beginning show a little bit of fear, work your dog through it. In this weekend seminar in Elkhart, Indiana, I taught maybe six or seven dogs how to swim. A couple of them were really, really afraid, worked them through it. They all did fine except for one, which needs obviously a little bit more time. But like, you know, if you've seen my dog swim, they all started out being afraid of water and boom, in a matter of like a day or two, they were doing fine. As far as, um, what's the other one? Gets into the trash, dog gets into the trash, your dog could die. So that's going to be one of your active God punishers. Remote collar on the dog, which is a shock collar and get yourself a good dog trot or e-collar technology one. Those are the two brands that we, we like to use and we do use and you have it up on the highest setting. Yep. You're going to make it truly suck to get in the trash. Your dog could die if it gets something in the trash and it's not supposed to. It could either be poisonous, it could be sharp, it could get impaled anywhere from the mouth all the way on out. A lot of opportunity for something to get impaled. Um, also, your dog could resource guard it, meaning it gets something of high value or to the dog, it's a high value. It could be a damn tissue with boogers on it. The dog thinks that, well, damn, that's some damn good tasting boogers. I'm going to fight for my life. I've seen it happen before. So... Um, uh, what I want you to do is dog goes up and gets into the trash, remote collar, boom, three seconds. You make it totally suck to get in the trash. That's how you stop it. Next. Um, good pup Wellesley. Hey, Hillary. Um, getting my hands on lots of new dogs lately using all I learned at June T3 this year. Thanks, Jeff. T3 is an incredible life-changing experience. Awesome. People. So proud of you, Hillary. Fist um, bump. Next. <laughs> Bob Schweikert. Hey, how's Florida, Bob? What type of stun stick would you recommend to break up a dog fight? Are you still looking for a seminar site in Florida? You worked with our boy Duke in Ellington. Would like to discuss coming to our rescue. Yeah, I would still do a seminar in Florida. We don't use stun sticks. We've had them in the past. I think there might be some lying around. You would want to, first of all, the best thing to do, Bob, to, to break up a dog fight, and this sounds snarky, is to not have them. Believe it or not, spend more time not having them than figuring out how to break them up. But when it comes down to it, you can you, you can choke out the dog. You can choke out the dog. If you want to get a stun stick, they make a whole bunch of different stun batons on Amazon. Some people might think that that's a little bit harsh, but having a dog rush to the hospital with $10,000 worth of vet bills or even killed or, or maimed is a hell of a lot worse. So I would go on to Amazon, see what they got for stun sticks. And you want to find a stun. I would actually get a stun baton if you're going to get one next. Hey, can you check out that? Is that another top chat we have? Um, check that out. Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Um, sorry if I submitted too many questions in here. Stephanie, you might have. I don't know. We have to get to them. We got to get to them. But if you got a lot of questions, you should do a Skype with me. Thank you for the $5. Thanks for the $5, though. Love you. Um, Joelle. I think Joelle needs something to do. She's going through pictures. Jo okay, Joelle, okay, fine. Since when do we talk through, Joelle and I have never talked through through YouTube Live. Next. I think she wants to be here. Joelle, I mean, like, I think you miss me. She spends six days with me, literally 24-7. Literally 24-7. I would be sick of him by now, <laughs> you guys. Joelle, I miss you too. Next. By the um, way, she was invited to the show. I know. She chose not to come. She chose not to. Right. Next. It's kind of rude. Yes. 
Uh, Greg says a spit bath. Agreed, not worth it. What the? What? What? Wait, no, Greg, what is that? Next. Uh, this one's from Ron. Oh, you guys, my nose is so itchy. Um, hey, Jeff and Linda. Ron from the STL. Is that Seattle? He's so that? big on the – he's he's the one that also does the DA, dog really? aggressive. Yeah. Ron, we live in PVD, just That's so right. you know. Just go. Um, Jeff, my dog was recently neutered, and I used my e-collar instead of the dreaded cone. Effing worked great. I'm a genius, and he's shitting on sidewalks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a dog after my own heart. Woo. Next. Good job. Um, Good job. Morrow. Yes. On leash with prong collar, my dog has started skulk skulking while walking by people. Oh, skulking. Yep. As in tucking tail, ducking head, and lagging behind. Then we'll jump and spin around if any noise behind us. Okay. So this is the thing. It's got nothing to do with the prong collar. Unless all of a sudden it did, started to. This is the thing. I see that behavior in so many dogs that have flat buckle collars on, harnesses on, Gentle leaders on martingale collars on, so I, I see that with off leash dogs as well. So it's not the tool. What's probably happening is, is your dog is just a little bit confused, and there's probably a lack of leadership and guidance from your part. So let's make sure that you're using the collar properly. I've got videos on that. Let's make sure you teach the dog how to heal properly next to you. And what you can do is the the, the tuck tail and the the, the 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 skulking, as you call it. You might not be able to stop that right away. But as far as the, the jump and spin around you, that you can stop. So don't allow that. So if the dog is healing next to you, it's not allowed to do that. And you'll do that through proper healing technique with the dog walking next to you. Next. Uh, Denise says, car sick, Joelle. I know. I know. Megan, I feed the dogs at the shelter so it can be pretty consistent. I tried to use a slip lead and pull up every time he growled or looked to his tail. I know it's hard because, yes, the only way to stop a behavior is through negative reinforcement. Well, punishment, now, right? Actually, punishment. Now yes. the solution is to not feed him meals, but toss kibble in the enclosure every now and again. You could do that if you want to, or get yourself a remote collar in there, sneak it in like you do a cell phone into prison. You know, you just have to, you don't have to bring the remote collar in through your butt, and um, like we do in prison, and then you can just just correct the dog next. Do we do that in prison? Next. Um, Ron, my five month Malinois on prong collar. When I go for a walk, stops, sits, refuses to come. All right. So you got a Mal, you're, you got a Ron, you got yourself a Mal. So that's just all bullshit behavior from your Mal. I assure you, your Mal, even if it's like a low drive Mal, can walk. Your dog is literally just flipping you the middle finger. Absolutely flicking you the middle finger. Your dog would just rather do something else that it's on its schedule and not yours. So if I had myself a dog, let alone a male that didn't want to walk, I probably would use a little bit of compulsion, compulsion being, yes, a little bit of force. So I would give that dog, you know, pop, pop with the leash. Let's go. You can also try my, my north, south, east, west technique. So imagine you're walking and pretend it's north. Dog, dog refuses to move. Boom. Fine. Head back south. You don't go back to where you came from. I'm not telling you to turn around. Go back south. Does the dog move? Bingo. Make a quick 180, now go where you wanted to go. If the dog doesn't move there, head to the east, head to the west. Try that a little bit. You can do that. But a lot of people say, oh, use food to lure the dog. It's a five-month-old dog. We're going for a walk. We don't need to freak, we don't need, we don't need to, we don't need to use food at all. That's total snotty, pushy behavior. Next. 
Um, Summer, my brother's pit is very anxious on place and shakes a lot. She is on e-collar. Should we keep dialing up or is there something else we should be doing to de-escalate her? So first of all, Summer, you, if it's just shaking, leave it alone. So you just, you just leave it alone. Leave shaking alone. Don't, don't do anything about shaking. So what I would, what I would do is I would just leave all, leave all that behavior alone. All right. So Hmm. If it's, I'm just trying to think, de-escalate. I mean, how if the dog is, we only de-escalate if the dog is mo in movement. But shaking is the dog's just is just dealing with stress. It's just dealing with stress. We see that a lot with nervous, fearful dogs. With um, dogs that tend to break, like run around a lot with high energy. You put them in a in a in a static um, position, in a calm position, and their bodies still want to move. So we see that next. Um, Stephanie. Oh, here goes Stephanie. Here's her questions. Um, two-year-old male shepherd. Hold on. You forgot Christine. She complimented me. No, I didn't. Me. Thanks for the Instagram segments on your trip home. Oh, sorry. Totally impressed with the three-dog recall. Oh, my God. So sorry. So someone did a... Do you see that one? You never... Did you see our Instagram stories with that off-leash white dog? I, I it couldn't was, watch It was like 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, and I'm out running the dogs. It's still freaking dark. I'm out running the dogs. All three dogs are in drive. Mm -hmm. In drive. Is on my was on my um, Instagram live. You don't watch the live sometimes. They were in drive, running towards the ball. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, well, it came out of a white pickup truck, comes this big, huge white dog racing towards my dogs. Here, boom! They all came back, instantly came back, plots them, and then the guy got his dog. It was beautiful, all documented. That's amazing. Off leash recall, and. Not that it matters. They were all naked, by the way, meaning no cowers. But they were all been trained on remote cowers. The power of good training, guys. You don't over you can't overestimate it. Next. All right, Stephanie. Now Stephanie can do it. Sorry. Two-year-old male. Already too many questions, Stephanie. Next. Stephanie. Two-year-old male shepherd bodied up to another dog in the house that he's been with. What is that? I don't know. For over a year, the other dog was clearly submitting to him when he full out attacked him. Okay. Is it common for dogs to start fighting other dogs in the house because of establishing themselves in the pack, even after this much time of having a healthy relationship? So, yeah. So, so a couple of things could have changed in the house. What changed? So, what evidence? So, you've got two dogs that have gotten along well for a year. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they fight. It could have been building up for a year. But what changed? Did was there an addition of another dog? Was there addition, was there a subtraction of a dog? Were there any other animals that came in? Have you had a relationship change? Have, have you um, gotten pregnant? Did any kids leave the household? Um, have you had? Um, uh, um, are you having finan any financial issues? Are you having any job changes? Did you move recently? Um, is anything in the home um, changed whatsoever? Is there anything at all that you can think that has changed that might not be related but maybe is related? Um, do they have the dogs have more freedom than they used to have? Um, have you started applying more rules, believe it or not? And now they're fighting against the rules. Um, is one of the dogs sick? Um, there's a lot of different variables. Is it common? Yes, it is common. So that's the problem. What's the solution? Well, we got to figure out, you know, you don't have to figure out the core issue. I would need a little bit more information to know like what was right before, what preceded right before. Something was going on that preceded right before. It could have been a resource. It could have been anything. Next. Um, Turv. And that's uh, not too many questions, by the way. 
next? Who knows what's coming? Oh, got it. <laughs> uh, Turv, how do I get my dog to ignore dogs and people when walking by? Don't let your dog meet dogs. Don't let your dog meet people at all. And right now you can put the dog into avoidance by not allowing your dog to get it at all excited or aroused when it sees dogs or people. I want my dog, I want my dogs to sort of be be excited about me, focused on me. I want them to ignore their dogs and people. The biggest mistake that people make is they allow their dogs to meet every dog or meet every person or pull towards every dog pull towards every person. So if your dog is doing those behaviors, what you want to do is teach your dog how to properly walk next to you in a proper heel. And every time it looks at another dog and it gets aroused, and that could be everything from the ears up, chest out, increase if it increases its breathing, staring too much, you would actually correct that. Best way to correct that is on a remote collar. It won't make your dog hate other dogs or hate people. Next. Lizzie Z. Yes. My rescue puppy is scared of people, never barks or bites them. But when people pet him, he gets so scared and backs up behind me. I don't let people pet him, but kids have touched him and he spooks tips. So this is the thing. This is a little bit of a longer process. Number one, don't let people pet your dog. The first thing I would do is stop letting people pet your dog. And a lot of people will say, no, you know, give people food. So the dog has a new association with with people. That's a great way to get people bit. No, don't take advice like that. What I want you to do is this. Number one, get your dog to exist around people. I want your, do your dog to start ignoring people. Now, if you want to start getting your dog to start being, stop being so afraid of people, what you can do is you do a clicker food protocol. And what you do is you put your dog um, into a sit and people can walk by, and every time the dog shows calm behavior, you could click and reward, click and reward. So somebody can walk up, they can be like, they can start talking to you. If your dog is calm, click and reward. They can walk up, they can say, hey, dog's name. And if your dog doesn't like go, oh my gosh, what's going on? Click and reward. Have your dog around as many people as possible, and you reward with it. That's what you do. Next. Um, Billy says, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Susan, hi, Jeff, and balances Linda. Is it balanced, Linda, maybe? Yes. Um, pouring freaking rain just discovered a leak in the roof of travel trailer. Oh. Ooh. Oh, dear. Not good. My, my, I've got, I've got water leaks. Um, uh, I got water leaks in my trailer, too, in the front. It's a Class C, the front compartment. It's a leak coming from one of the seams, not in the roof. But roof problems are a bitch. Roof problems are a bitch, you know, and you're almost better off putting a whole new roof on there than you are just patching it. But if you've got a roof, because water's always going to look for the lowest point, um, what I would do is, but you gotta, if you got any wood wood underneath there, you got to make sure you fix that too so there's no mold problems. But roofs are mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. Next. Um, Greg says royalties. He owes you royalties, that Sean guy. Oh, no, that's um, okay. Matthew says, my 10-year-old daughter wants to be a part of training with supervision is this a good idea yeah as long as your dog's not a biter that's fine absolutely yeah get you go to get um matthew cool cool dog tricks cool dog tricks.com email me matthew privately and i'll give you a free code so you can she can buy it it's normally um like what is it 20 dollars for 12 tricks cool dog tricks.com. If you're a member of my Patreon group, you get 25% off, but I'll tell you what, I'll give it to your daughter for free. So go there. I'll give it to your daughter for free. Just send me an email. And I know there's a code somewhere. I just got to find out what that code is next. Um, Stephanie says, my husband heard you say people are snowflakes. And he said, I like that guy. And it's like, 
That's great. LOL. That's right, Stephanie. That's right. All the husbands love me. Next. Do they though? Um, the the Angie Ishmael. How do I walk away from a client if I see that I don't believe we're a good match? There are folks I can see won't go the distance and will complain the whole way. Do I just say no or what? You just say, I don't think this is a good match. Okay, so the Angie Ishmael. Ishmael. When you're on a date, what do you do? I don't think this is working out. I don't think I'm the trainer for you. You're really nice. I'm not the, I'm not, I don't know if you're male or female. I'm the wrong person for you. That's what you do. That's it. It's simple. I don't think I'm the right trainer for you. Next. Text canine. Uh, good evening, lovely. Hey, people. text canine. How are you? Stephanie. Your thoughts on genetic predisposition for reactivity, aggression, etc. What are certain characteristics or traits that you believe determines the behavior is a symptom of shitty genetics? Stephanie, these questions are out of control. We're up to three. Too many. I'm kidding. Um, all dogs can genetically be aggressive. They're dogs. Every dog can bite. Every dog can kill. That's what they do. So you keep in mind... Up until recently, we've been feeding them. Before that, they usually killed things and ate them. So they usually used aggression to keep things kosher, as we say, or the potential for aggression. So I think there are there dogs that are more genetically prone to it. Yeah, but it's not a breed thing necessarily. Um, that could be on a case-by-case -case mm -hmm. basis. So in other words, like, Pit bulls are not more prone to aggression. You know what I mean? If anything, dachshunds are more prone to aggression. So, you know, I mean, shih tzus are more prone to aggression. Um, you know, labs are more prone to aggression. So I think that it's, I think all dogs can be aggressive. Bottom line. Next. Javier. Hi, Jeff. What kind of whip do you use for socializing dogs? Do you, what you see us out there in the, it's a stockyard whip. It's a 48 or 52 inch high with a six inch drop whip. And that's what you see in our socialization yards. Um, Dennis says, thank you, Jeff. You're welcome, Dennis. Um, scrolling down here. Sonia, okay, I will not hurt him anymore, but if I punish him with a quick shot, he doesn't stop barking. So it's probably not It's probably not um, high enough on the remote collar. But just the thing about barking, though, you just don't hold the dog up for barking. That's it. I'm not. So I'm not accusing you of hurting him. And if I am, I apologize. I apologize. So don't, I, that's not my intention at all. So, but what I'm saying is for, if a dog barks, you don't, you don't, you don't hold up. If a dog barks, it could be a very quick one quick punisher. If it's not high, if it's not high, it's probably possibly not high enough. That could be it. Next. Um, Matt says dog is struggling to grasp the heel position when moving goes into position. Fine. When stationary, e-collar trained, Give low-level stim and guide back in place, but very slow progress. Any idea where I may be going wrong? Yeah, Matt, I would do this is I would try the, my 180 move. Try First of all, put the dog on a prong collar as well. Make your life easier. Just make it. We're so big on tools. The reason why we're so big on tools is we're looking for, we're looking for your, your average dog owner to just leverage life. Just to make things easier for owners. So get yourself a, get yourself a prong collar and your remote collar. Heal your dog. Watch the 180 video. Watch the 180 video. Next. This one's from Jackie. 
Jeff, I'm a kennel hand at a rescue and have a girl that was fostered but left in a kennel and only out to potty. She's considered a red tag as she fights to go back into her floor to ceiling kennel. Mm -hmm. I want to figure out a way to make it a positive thing without coating her kennel door in peanut butter. Well, what are you? What's, what's the question? The dog won't go out the door. She fights to go back in. Into her floor to. She fights to go back into her kennel. Don't allow her to go back in. Don't, forget this whole positive experience thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like just train the dog, just to do this. Put a, the, again, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to talk about tools here just to make your life easier. Have the dog go out of the kennel, keep it on a leash, keep it out there, take the dog for a walk, do some obedience commands. Don't allow the dog to go back in the, into the kennel until you say so. And when you want your dog to go in the kennel, I want you to walk up to the kennel, put the dog into a sit, tell the dog to kennel up. And then what I want you to do is there's a threshold, there's a threshold, uh, a kenneling up video that I've got on my YouTube channel. And then what I want you to do is have the dog come out on command, go in on command, come out on command. That's all you do. We have plenty of dogs that want to rush back to the kennel. So what I would do is just tell them the reason why the dog wants to rush back to the kennel because it thinks that's a safe place. You've got to teach that it's safe places out, outside, outside the kennel. Just, just hold the dog accountable. That's all. Next. Um, horse crazy. Hey, Jeff, do you still use a safety collar with your prong collar in case the prong collars pops, pop apart? I, I don't. The staff does, though. Next. Uh, Jackie, I want to. Oh, wait. No, we did that one. Uh, Angel Ishmael, I hope you heal quickly, Jeff. Force yourself to rest. Hello. I'll think about that. Thank you. Next. That means you're not going to listen to that advice. I know you. Jackie, side note. These guys don't get out except maybe Saturday afternoon. So I kind of understand her not wanting to go back into her. She doesn't want to go back in. She's not fighting to get oh, back in. Oh, she doesn't, doesn't want to go get back oh, in. Oh, she doesn't want to go back into her kennel. Oh, she doesn't want to go back in her kennel. Oh, you do. I've got a kennel up video. We have tons of dogs. Likewise, we have tons of dogs that don't want to go into their kennel. You make it non-negotiable. Let's go. You're going in. You're going in. So <coughs> what do you do? Walk the dog in. If it's a if it's if it's a floor to ceiling kennel, walk the dog in. Boom, let's go. I just helped to die to help the dog. We this woman had a dog at my seminar. We've seen every behavior. That's the cool thing about us training dogs is we've trained so many dogs, and I see so many dogs in my seminars. I'm never surprised by a behavior. So what you do is just literally walk the dog in the kennel. Let's go. Go right in, and then you practice. Same thing. You practice. Come on out, go back in. Come on out, go back in. We have so many dogs that won't go into a crate. They won't go into a crate. They'll fight like hell. Guess what? You're running the show, though. You have to go in. You don't got to put peanut butter in there. Next. Uh, Megan, LOL. Wish I could sneak an e-collar into the shelter. Love the tool. It is working wonders on my feral dog. Already seeing improvement after only two days. So, Megan, this is the thing. Not to sound cold and uncaring, you can go to a place where you can have more freedom to train the way you want to. And I would encourage everybody to do that. Because if these shelters, if these shelters and rescues truly cared about the dogs, they'd actually let people train the dogs. Instead, they've been turned into holding cells and cookie pushers, and the dogs don't get any better. All these dogs do is get worse. And then they're like, well, it's a staffing issue and a budget issue. Bullshit. It's an ideology issue. It's an ideology issue. Most people don't give a shit about the dogs there. 
Oh my God, that's so mean. Kennel workers are hardworking. I didn't say they were hard. They weren't hardworking. I'm saying like there's a local shelter here that has a twenty million dollar endowment. Those freaking dogs can't even walk on a leash. But boy, is that place nice. They got the latest and greatest and everything. Them dogs can't even walk on a leash, though. Who cares? Next. Uh, this one's from Renee. Hey, Renee. Dog knows out command and listens, but still looks as though he could do harm if I go and grab what he dropped, which is typically right under him. Of course, this happens when he sneaks off place mostly. Okay, so a couple of things. If he sneaks off place... That should be a punisher for sneaking off place. But without, out is not just about the physical removal of the item from the dog's mouth. It's about the mental removal from the dog's mouth. So if a dog, we demonstrate this in all my seminars, and I've got videos on this. If you tell the dog to out and it backs away from an item or it drops an item, but if they're still hovering, you tell them out again and use the remote collar again. Because you're right. Dog will definitely tag you. Boom. They'll nail you. It happens all the time. Uh, next one's from Moro. Hey, Moro. I thought my question was getting cut off, so I stopped typing. Sorry. This behavior just re started recently. She is trained to a proper heel and structured walk. We walk at a local running track. So lots of people. The jumping is in a frightened sense, not jumping on me or anyone else. So do I do a leash pop and get her focus back on me? So what is she jumping? She's just been a bucking bronco on the leash? Got a dog that's a bucking bronco on the leash. Yeah, you absolutely say no, and you do a downward pop with the leash if the dog's got a prong collar on. Next. Debbie. If that's what the question was about. I forgot. Next. This was from Debbie. I have a 15-month-old Aussie. I was in the backyard walking Wait, uh, walking by, with by my side without leash. He knows I have the remote. I stop, and he sits next to me. I start again. Then he lies down, feet up in the air. Oh, that's, just, that's, just, that's just bullshit nonsense stuff. So a lot of people would be like, oh, it has a shock collar on. It's it's like you shut the dog down. No, you didn't. That's just pure silliness. That's just pure. That's literally just going uh, like I'm done and I don't want to do the work anymore or give me a belly rub or anything like that. Just say I would correct that. So if I'm walking my dog in an off-leash heel and, my, and I'm like want to heel and my dog displays any type of silliness like that, just say heal or no. Say no. Give the dog a quick pop on the remote. Next. Uh, summer. With my brother's anxious pit, she shakes and pants severely. Wasn't running around beforehand. Maybe because there were extra people in the house besides my brother. Absolutely. So I needed a little bit more clarification on that. So you don't you don't want to punish the shaking though. Let the dog process it. Yes, let the dog process it. Yep, it's all that's all fear stuff. You can punish fear, by the way, but. That's just process. The dog's just processing it. Absolutely. Next. Um, Melissa, what do you do about a dog who wants to be petted by people when I stop and talk to them? Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is that now? What do you do about a dog who wants to be petted by people when I stop? To well, a lot of dogs do. A lot of dogs want affection. What are your rules? What are your rules? And what does it look like? Does the dog just like walk up to them and like nuzzle them with their its head? Does the dog jump up on them? The bottom line is this is it's that's better than the dog wanting to bite people, but they're still your rules. They're still your rules. So like, you know, some people don't have a hard uh, problem with that. I actually don't have a hard, I don't have a problem with a lot of stuff, but it's all based on your rules. 
So if you don't want your dog to be go up to people and get petted, well, then you stop the dog from doing it. But if you're like, I don't care, then let the dog get petted. Next. Uh, Grant, how to practice recall with Velcro dogs? Puzzle toy? No, put them in it down or put them in place. Next. Um, Stephanie, your opinions on keeping male shepherd intact with crypto. Yeah, dogs got one nut. testicle. Yep. Planned on keeping intact for hormones, blah, blah. But should I, aka the vet, remove undescended testicle? Both, neither. So this is the thing. I'm not an expert on testicles at all, other than I'm madly in love with my own. So this is the thing. And I've named them and I like, you know, you know, write them little invites for dinner. It's like, I was hey. going to say something. <laughs> hey, guys, you want to go out to dinner with me? And you go, hey, you guys want to hang out? And like, they're like, Jeff, the older you get, the more we're hanging. And I'm like, that's a fucking stupid okay. testicle joke. Okay. So anyway, so I don't know if it's how you want to talk to the vet about the health, about the intact, the, 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 the. Uh, the, the testicle that has not descended yet, that's way above my pay grade. I have no problem with two intact males hanging out. Every single dog that we deal with that's aggressive with males or females has been desexed. So that didn't stop the aggression. And I know plenty of dogs that are intact that are, are not aggressive. So my next male dog will be um, – left intact. I just got a new Malinois, but he came to me literally. I got him but it's been probably about two months now. This was not even this was Texas first road trip. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, good. He was great. Oh. He was great. Went in the RV. It was a six-day RV trip. Mm. Traveled 1800 miles. Had a great time. Yeah. Um so I have no problem at all with the dogs being intact. Next. I wouldn't have the surgery that you didn't need. Next. Can I say something? Yes. My chihuahua had an undescended testicle. Yes. It cost $100 more to take that ball out. Really? It took them approximately 90 seconds longer to get the undescended one out of there. I don't want to tell you. Next. It's a jip. <laughs> Should have left it there. Okay. Um, Susan, still in Elkhart, just had a new vent put in before the trip. Ah, the vents probably, they probably didn't seal it. Well, Susan, oh, you are, right. you, the good thing is, Susan, well, first of all, it sucks. RV life, man. There's always something wrong. I've got, I, my, my, my RV was supposed to go to the, the mechanics tomorrow. Man, I got so many freaking things for my, my mechanic to work on. I got electrical issues. I got uh, water leaking issues. I've got exhaust issues. It's mm -hmm. RV life. But at least you're in Elkhart, Indiana. You're in the RV capital of the world. If anybody needs a job, Freaking go to Elkhart, Indiana. There's a shortage of about 10,000 people right now, and they're paying really, really good wages. Next. Um, Melissa put up a couple links, one for Patreon and one cooldogtricks.com. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. <coughs> Matthew says you guys are great. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. You're pretty great, too. Um, Xavier, how do you teach a dog fetch? Um, I don't teach fetch at all. My dogs just have incredible ball drive, and they do it. So you, can, you can look for videos that are titled forced fetch forced fetch that's what you do next uh javier steps for starting boarding training can i get results by just training on the weekends um you can but not like a boarding train so now that's day trade that's just day training so you know a boarding train a boarding train is a whole different thing it's 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 24 7 total immersion training you control every aspect of the dog but if all you can do, it sounds like you've got a full-time job already. If that's all you can do, just do one-on-ones, an hour or 90-minute sessions with clients. Just do that. You can make some dramatic impact on people's lives. Next. Um, Stephanie, 
I know you own German Shepherds. Is it true that female GSDs can be more aggressive and protective than a male GSD? Talk to three people. They give you three answers on that one. Next. Uh, Karen, five-month golden retriever pup has not been out for a walk yet other than driveway as she pulls horribly. Trainer says not ready to walk. She will get used to pulling. What? Who gets used to pulling? Nobody gets used to it. Find a new fucking trainer. What? Trainer says the dog's not ready to walk. Well, tell the trainer to freaking get the dog ready to walk. It takes three seconds to get your average dog to walk. Every once in a while, there's a 1% dog that takes us longer than three seconds. But put a prong collar on that dog. Get that dog to understand what it is, which takes about three minutes. Get that dog to understand leash pressure. That's another three minutes. And then walk. Then take the dog for a freaking walk. That's a that's a that's a less than ten minute protocol. You'll be walking by tomorrow. Of course, the dog's ready for a walk. Take the dog for a damn walk. Find a freaking trainer that knows how to walk a dog. Next. This one's from Greg. I have a question about the trick training site. Mind if I ask via email or Instagram? Greg, either way you want. You can ask right on here if you want to. But go ahead anyway. Thomas. Hey. Dog won't stop barking when people come to the front door. Remote collar correction until he stops? Yeah, but it shouldn't take that long. It should take a split second. It should take one second to stop that barking. Yes, remote collar. You shouldn't be nailing that remote collar because he should stop right away. Next. Um, so it's from Stephanie. My GSD is in a board and train and comes home Saturday. I asked the vet if we could move it back to get her fixed so I can work on training. And she said they want to catch her before she's seven months. Your vet wants to spay your dog before seven months old. Find a new vet. That's a normal thing, you know. They do it really early. They want them. Do There's dogs that are eight weeks old that that, that that are getting spayed and neutered now. I say bullshit. Next. Okay. Next. Um, we will be home for only a week and then getting into a fixed put a hold on working with her at home so she can work with her training on low intensity? No, I would say this. Keep your dog intact for now. Train your dog. Next. Uh, you guys are amazing. I have a 12-week-old puppy and she, this is Nathan, sorry. I have a 12-week-old puppy and she pulls the leash till she coughs. Is it too early to use a prong collar for walks? We have an e-collar, but we're waiting a few weeks to start Yeah, that. put your dog on a prong collar. Start now. Next. Um, Stephanie. Watching your videos, I trained my German Shepherd puppy to kennel up within 15 minutes, and it has stuck with her. Thank you. Awesome. Good job, Stephanie. Proud of you. Grant, I'm a dog trainer. What should I do when I show up to a client's house and the dog shakes and hides from me when he never has done that with anyone else? I've been doing low-level e-collar with food. Grant, you know, you, what you do is you put the dog on a leash and start working the dog. Grant, I don't know your... I don't. I know who you are, Grant, because I think we've talked before, and we might have even done a Skype. I have no idea what your training skills are, though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the dog. I don't know the client. I don't know. I don't know you well enough. I don't know your training skills. I don't know your training style. But the dog, you know, dogs can be nervous, you know, around a lot of things. So you know, I've had dogs when I show up shake with no remote collar. Do you know what I mean? So it's possible that the dog is just nervous around you. You know, it won't be. I'm sure it won't be the. It won't be the first time. Maybe it's the first time, but it sure as hell won't be the last time. So I don't. I have. I don't know. I don't know. All I can tell you to do is is put have the dog on a leash, 
have it ready to have it ready to work. The owner might be also making it worse. Maybe the owner's nervous too, and the project and they're projecting that. I've got no idea. I've got no idea what's been going on. Next. Oh, uh, this one's from Lorraine. Yeah. My one-year-old Saint Bernard has been attacked three times by neighbor's small dogs. Now, when I take her out, it's a nightmare. Uh, she's too strong. How do I get her to stop being aggressive now? Hold on. I thought the neighbor's dogs were aggressive. So who's being aggressive? The the your Saint Bernard has been attacked three times by the neighbor's small dogs. That I got. Now when I take her out, it's a nightmare. She's too strong. So maybe that's caused. Maybe. Okay. So how do I get her to strong stop being aggressive? So your dog is aggressive as well now. So first of all, your dog being one years old, your dog being attacked by the dogs three times. I'd freaking have a conversation with your neighbor, number one. I'd have a conversation with your neighbor, number one. That's what I would do. So I want to know what the heck is going on. You know, what the heck, what the heck is going on with your neighbor? So, and I would tell them, get your freaking dogs on a leash in, or in your yard and have your dogs stop attacking my dog. Now it's, now, it's not unusual for your dog to be aggressive. You get beat up enough times, you're going to start fighting back. So what I would do is step one, get your neighbor's dogs to be under control, but not by you, by the neighbor. Or tell the neighbor you're just going to kick their dogs or bear spray them in the face. And if anybody has a hard time with that, um, you have no empathy for Lorraine. Mm. All I know is this. If I had a neighbor's dog that came and kept going after my dogs, like – what am I going to do? Accept it? No. You take consequences in your own hands there. As far as your dog, 150-pound dog, you've got to get your dog now rehabbed. So now your dog goes, I'm going to go after you before you go after me. That's a, that's a fantastic way to create an aggressive dog right there. Literally that situation. It's not your fault, Lorraine, but I'm saying that's exactly how a lot of dogs get aggressive. They've been attacked by an off-leash dog. It happened to me. It happened to my dog, Max. Got attacked by two off-leash dogs from that day on. Boom! Every dog was every dog was a threat. Every dog was a threat. So what I'd like you to do is, you've got to do a ton. I mean, more than this, more than this show can do. So we need to we need to have a phone conversation. We need to have a Skype conversation. But if they don't have equipment on that dog, I'd make sure you get a prong collar on that dog. Teach that dog to heal. But nothing until you stop those neighbors' dogs, nothing can happen. But then what you've got to do is teach your dog at least how to properly walk on a leash. And you have to teach your dog what a punisher is. But I don't want you punishing your dog when an off-leash dog comes charging. Hell no. Nope. If an off-leash dog comes charging at my dogs, I, I drop the leash. All bets are off. You know, all bets are off. Next. Um, Megan says, didn't think about doing it off property. Thank you. I will try that. You're welcome. Horse crazy. Jeff, do you still have the Chihuahua? Yeah, we have two Chihuahuas. They're Lindas. Yep, Fabian and Kaiser. Let's see. I feature, yeah, we feature them. I featured them a lot more when in the warmer weather because they were outside a lot. We did some swimming races with them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're featured. Uh, Ryan, 20-week-old GSD. Is it okay to leave the e-collar on all day as long as I'm rotating it? Yeah, five-month-old. Yep, absolutely. I yep. take it off when in crate? Absolutely, Ryan. Okay. Um. Oops. Doggy detour. I think the spit bath was a reference oh. to the 90-second RV shower. Oh. Oh. oh, I call those military showers. I guess that's the same stuff. I call it a military shower. Yep. So in the shower in my RV, it's a small shower as far as like, you know, small dimension-wise. 
It has a, I, I put a, I put a special um, nozzle on it that in, you, once you get the temperature where you want, which takes about all of 30 seconds, you, every time what you do is yeah, this. Yeah, there's 30 seconds out of your 90 second shower. Gone. What you do is you, you flick a switch. The water stays on, but it doesn't come out of the shower head. That's so it stays on the same temperature. So you get yourself all wet, turn off the shower head, soap yourself up, no. turn the shower head back on, you're done. If you're washing your hair, get your hair wet, shut it off, get your hair all washed, your body all washed, turn it on. 90 seconds, boom, that's all you get. Next. You see me shaking my head? Um, Regal Mommy. <clears throat> Rescues are full of people who know nothing about dog training but handle dogs and act like they know what they're doing. I was told my GSD would kill someone someday. Oh, if you knew her, not close. Yeah, unfortunately, rescues and shelters aren't exactly. There's a lot of folks there that are struggling with a lot of emotional issues there. They're using dogs as emotional crutches, a lot of entitled people, a lot of big egos. I got a big ego, but I don't have my, my ego isn't so big that it ends up with dead dogs. That's for sure. She also says, now I'm on the inside and I see why I was told this. Very few educated people there. A very few. I would get out of there quick or your life will be destroyed. We got another two bucks from Stephanie. Both Stephanie's have so many questions. $2 for her. Thank you, Stephanie. Stephanie, you know, you guys don't have to do that if you have too many questions. Don't worry. Uh, Cassandra, someone broke a window when our dog was home and we weren't. Now he tries to get out whenever we leave. We are working on kenneling, but can't get past 30 minutes. Any advice? Yeah, Cassandra. Yeah. So if your dog stayed with us, we'd kennel it up for eight hours at a time. No problem at all. So the watch my, I want you to watch my separation anxiety video. So believe it or not, if a dog's in a kennel and it starts making noise, you have to use punishment. And a lot of people freak out about that. No, the dog already hates the kennel. I know it does. I know. But you've got to teach it that you, that you don't like it when it freaks out. You have to, or else you'll never have a life. Oh, we're past an hour. Holy shit, we're an hour and 10 minutes. All right, guys. Make sure there's no more super chats. There's one. Jackie says, thanks, Jeff. She did, she did a super chat. All right, guys, we can't go past an hour when Linda's here. So well, we already did. I know, an hour and 10 minutes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jeff Gelman, Solid Canine Training. I'm madly in love with you. Go to rvdogtrainer.com. Go to solidcaninetraining.com. You can see all the information that we do. We give out tons of free, free advice. We're doing this again on, let's say, Tuesday. We normally do Wednesday. No, Thursday, we've got something with the kids. What time is the buffet over? We're Saturday. definitely doing something Saturday night, and we're going to try to do another one midweek. But Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be back. Let me see if I can either get Linda or Joelle to throw in there another night. All right? Thanks, guys. Madly in love with you.